And welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And we are joined by the great, the legend, Darren Soto. Darren, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. All righty. Willie, tell the fans what we're doing today. Today, we are doing something that we've only done once before, but uh, fans seem to love it. We are doing our own personal uh, all-publisher teams. This time, we're focusing around villains. So, <laughs> the thing we thought about doing with this is making it like a pretty much like a um, Legion of Doom. And when you think of DC, all, all these villains come together and they work together as a team. We wanted to do that with an all-publisher team. So the rules still apply from when we did our Heroes team. Eight, we have roles we have to fill. So these roles include a leader, science or tech character, a strength character, a henchman or assassin, a monster or animal creature, a mystical villain, a psycho, and a covert member. Any extra members after that is up to you for each role can only be one publisher so if you choose a marvel character for your leader that is the only marvel pick you can have until you get to your extra members same thing with dc so the publishers we're looking at dc marvel of course valiant image idw dark horse boom studios um, action lab comics dynamite entertainment titan comics aftershock comics so on and so forth. Yeah. And and <laughs> really, I didn't even say your favorite. Manga. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting one. This is to help introduce new characters to people who, you know, to new readers, everything like that. So without further ado, we are going to start with our guest, Darren Soto. So, oh, by the way, we do have to give clues again so everybody can guess along. Um these are clues to help us. We'll be guessing at the same time. So it'll be Darren, then myself, and Willie will be our third one. We're going to switch it up a little bit today. So Willie wants to image. Let's get to it. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. All so right. Darren, what is the pick for your leader? All right. My pick for my leader, just to just to help you guys out. All right. Uh, is my manga pick. So it's very extensive. Um, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this person is a serial killer. Um, not just a serial killer. Um, like, you know, I guess uh, they were young when they were caught. Um, on docu uh, on paper, they have over seven hundred and eighty murders on under their belt. Death, but there be more, huh? Death <laughs> from Soul Eater. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this person is tall with a snake-like tongue. Oh. Tall with a snake-like tongue. Yes. 
And the series they're from is named after a car. I don't think I know this one. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, I'll know him after you say him, of course, but I, I can't think of him right now. Murcielago. Oh. <laughs> I've never read it. It's great. It's uh, <laughs> so we follow, we follow the story of Kuroko Kamori, who uh, is helping the police uh, with, you know, going against serial killers just to prolong her execution. But she is still, in fact, a serial killer. And it's like, so she is a villain first that we follow through the series. Mm. But um, if, if, if people like, you know, it, it gets really intense. It's definitely a uh, mature book. Um, parental advisory sticker right there, you know. Uh, but it's great. She's very intelligent and she's so used to being around death that she can perceive when someone's trying to kill her. So even surprise attacks don't work on her because it's just like, she just knows when it's coming. She can dodge a sniper shot from like 40 miles away, like it, or right in front of her. She's always gonna get away from it. Is that a newer one or is that? Uh, this one came out, uh, this book came out in 2014. Um, I was reading it probably since around, since around like then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's like 14 volumes out now. Okay. It makes sense that I haven't heard of it. I don't, I don't know a lot of the newer stuff. Like anything past 2010, I, I usually don't know. That's fair. I, I was just like, I don't think. Unless know. they've been turned into animes, then I kind of don't know them. This one might get an anime. I don't think it will. But like fans are hopeful. But I'm like... It probably will. I mean, it sounds interesting, honestly. So, I I love it. It's great. I have to look that and one she, up. And she drives a Murcielago. Well, her her assistant drives the Murcielago. <laughs> so now why, the name comes in play. So why <laughs> her as your uh, why this character as your leader? Um, just because it's like her intuition. She's very calculated, uh, calculative, manipulative. And her overall ability is amazing. She's strong. She's very capable. Um, she's able to like withstand hypnosis and stuff of that nature. Uh, like it's, like I was saying before, she can't really be snuck up on. And uh, her gun, her marksmanship is great. Like just her as an individual, I'm like, I can see her leading a group of people to do things that she wants easily. Cause even in the, uh, in the series, she's able to get a group of people together to do stuff for her. No, that, that's an interesting choice. Now you're gonna make me wanna go read that manga now. So I'm read. gonna start looking for yeah, it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a type of manga that you would like, Brandon. Yeah. I, I've 
what was it? You guys, your guys' selections for me, I have actually either sat there and watched the anime or I have read the manga now. So or I'm starting to read the manga and I've enjoyed it. So it's kind of branching out a little bit more now, out of my comfort zone a little bit, but it's like now it's interesting. <laughs> so Yeah, this is this is definitely like imagine like if Batman had a daughter, but like as soon as she was born, she was thrown in the Lazarus pit, went insane, but kept the detective intelligence and gain the super strength of the lab Lazarus fit. Lazarus fit. Now I'm going to go read it for sure. I'll be going to the podcast. Related so, to Batman and then that's all you need. <laughs> so let's jump to your science and tech character. Okay. Science and tech, uh, you know, first hint, IDW. IDW. Second hint, uh, they make robots. Uh, third hint, I have never said this character before. Robotnik. <laughs> I used him before. Krang. Huh? Krang. Krang? No, not Krang. No. Right, the right series, though. It is so Huh? Okay, hold on. Keep on going. Give me a couple more clues. He's a genius. Um... He was in uh, Batman versus TMNT. Oh, you're also, about oh, I know. He who. was also in the newer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, uh, the second one. He was, he was played by Tyler Perry. Yep, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. Baxter no. Stockman. Yep. I, I knew, I, I was like, when you said that, I was like, it's a fly. It was either Krang or the dude, the fly. I can never remember his name. So I was like, it's the dude that's a fly. <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> and then when you said he was in a movie, I was like, yeah, that's Tyler Perry. It's gotta be him. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. No, that is a great, great pick. How, okay. So tell us a little bit about him for fans who don't know who this character is. Okay, so at least from, from what I've seen, because uh, I've watched the movie, I read a few comments with him in it, and he's very, he became a villain because he, he was, like, always being bullied as a kid. So he's always had, like, villainous tendencies, like putting a, um, uh, like, a device in the football. So it's like when the jocks are playing, it's actually going everywhere but where they wanted to go doing like little things like that, like girls like thinking he's just like too weird and stuff like that to the point where he became the genius behind um, Shredder's robots and his mechanisms. And then it's like uh, Bebop and Rocksteady actually became what they looked like because of him because he recreated the ooze. And that's how he became uh, the fly. He can also fly. If you were to work that, you could stick to walls. <laughs> he has like a, I believe he has like a, like acidic spit or something like that. I think he um, does. I think I. And he's and he's like super smart, um, and I feel like he works great with this team because it's like, again, like Kamora uh, Kuroko would definitely use the that emotional trauma that he has to control him, rather than to just use fear. She would make it seem like everything he's doing is his idea. Oh, that 
a great pick. And I think you've already pretty much self-explanatory why you put this character in your science tech role. So um, what was it? So let's go ahead and jump to your strength character. Okay. Uh, strength is Marvel. Um, this character did have a movie appearance before. Um, a questionable movie. Uh, they could never get the counterpart that, uh, that they were going up against right until recently. They're huge. Some wouldn't say like, I'm trying to, trying to think of other things to say other than that wouldn't give it away. Um, he's abominable. Abomination? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was like, that kind of gave it away. <laughs> there was still a delay, so it was fine. <laughs> No, that did you just say abominable? Abominable, it's abomination. He's got abs, he's got abs for days, (laughs) (laughs) he's got fins on his ears. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell us, tell the people, fans too, if they don't know who it is, who abomination is. So, abomination is one of um, the Hulk's villains, and uh, the movie I was referencing, I believe. Was no, he wasn't in the. Was he in the Eric ba- Eric Bana one, or was that the first Edward? That Norton was one? that. So he was in the Edward Norton. Yeah, the first like MCU version of him, and then it was Mark Ruffalo. Right, uh, Mark Ruffalo's like great Bruce Banner Hulk guy, um, but Abomination is like super strong, and my idea with him was to I wanted somebody who. If I just if I wanted somebody who was strong, I wanted them to have a hero whose whole thing is strength. So if you're if you're one of the main villains for the Hulk, I'm like, all right, you you have to be strong or you have to be stupid smart. So that's that's my thinking of for this. Wasn't Abomination like a failed experiment in recreating the serum or something like that? I I that's what it was in the movie, but I can't remember. That's that definitely what it was in the movie. I can't remember what happened. I can't remember what he is in the comics, but the movie, that's definitely what happened. Right. Because in the movie, that happened, and then some of the stuff fell on the, oh, what was it? Something Drake. Um, yeah. But he became, you find out he's the guy who becomes the leader. So, yeah. which I think they screwed that up too, but we don't go in that movie anymore. We don't talk about that anymore. You know what? We're just going to leave that alone. Okay. (laughs) All righty. Let's jump to your assassin or henchman. Okay. So uh, I didn't do a henchman. I have an assassin. Okay. Um, She is from the land of D.C. In this land of D.C., they are a top-tier assassin. They are one of three people who know a certain deadly technique. The other two people are heroes known as Batman and Tim Drake. Is it Lady Shiva? Yep. 
that's what I thought. Was like, <laughs> because when you said those two, I was like, the only other person that would know a technique like that then is Lady Shiva. There, there's yep. no other person. So I was thinking, you want me to tell you who I was thinking first? I was like, dude, like my suicide squad team so much, he went with Cheshire, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. No. I, I was thinking Rose Wilson. I, that I was way been, off. But she's now a hero now, or anti-hero now. So she's kind of more into that. So, okay. So tell people who doesn't know who Lady Shiva is. She is one of my favorite martial artists. And but what I'm going to kind of let you explain. So Lady Shiva, as, as Brandon so eloquently put it, is a martial artist, a deadly assassin, and somebody who it's like when, I'm not going to describe it right, but like somebody when they are in a book, I will specifically pick up that book because Lady Sheba's in it. Oh, I agree. Because I find her to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) She is a deadly chick. You don't want to screw with her, but it's so weird too because she has such a contem or or what was it? Such a complicated relationship with Batman too because she has a respect for Batman. And, yes and you know she will never like i think one of my favorite things when you for people who watch the movies or the cartoon movies when they did hush and you see her and she just has she was like i'm here to hunt this down i'm not here to interfere with your investigation they have yep. yeah so she has a mutual respect for him but they're of course they're on both on different sides of the spectrum here while batman's good she's a little bit more evil she'll do whatever she needs to do league of assassins you know brotherhood of the fist yeah what was it no that is a good pick i that that's amazing i i was like i was wondering somebody was going to choose her i was like she would be a good one to choose so all right let's jump to your mystical character mystical before monster slash animal oh monster animal sorry about that okay monster animal getting the list wrong Monster Animal was super hard for me. Um, so I picked an alien because I was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll, okay, close I, enough. I'll cool. be honest, when I did my team, you'll you'll see how hard that character was for me too. That was the <laughs> hardest thing. Like it's like outside DC and Marvel, it's so hard to pick it because it's like crap. I'm like right that's how i was i was like i knew who my dc and marvel pick was and it was like oh crap now what am i gonna do (laughs) there's a lot of picks for those in the manga but you already gave your manga so yeah and i was i was very dead set on what i wanted for my manga pick like um so this character is from oni press good times this character (laughs) This character has a mechanical subordinate. Um, They are a Nickelodeon alumni. Um, They are green. Uh, They are part of the Urkin race. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Raiders in. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was like, I was thinking when you were like uh, robotic, and then he was like, he's green. I'm like, well, that's kind of vague. <laughs> okay, let's see. Where <laughs> <it is." laughs> 
I thought yeah, I was. I as, thought I was giving away good hints. So I was just it, like, as soon as you got to the last part, I was like, oh, the image flashed into my head, and that's like, who was that guy? Why am I forgetting? I love Nickelodeon. It's Zim. It's Zim. The invader known as Zim. <laughs> oh, that's a good pick too. But I'm kind of curious why him. So my whole thing is when you, yeah, I know why you chose Baxter for your tech, but he is such a smart cookie too. You see him and Baxter kind of getting into it a little bit. So with Zim, yes. Zim, <laughs> Zim is like a quickly agitated stuff like smart stupid man kid thing <laughs> and like i feel like baxter i wanted him to stay science and tech because he has a lot more self-awareness and comprehension for himself while zim will do stuff and a nine-year-old will hack his stuff so yeah. you know it's like i feel like for him to play off of baxter like work together it, you know, Zim may like be like full of himself. Is like I am chosen by the tallest, and I'm this, that, and the other. Again, that's where Kuroko uh, comes in. It's just like, but I'm taller than the tallest, so you should help me help the tallest. Like she would make it so he feels like he's doing it for the tallest by helping her. Yeah, yeah. That's the funny thing about Zim. It's pretty much all you have to do to win him over is to just paint his ego or pet his ego. Yep. And once you do that, you just have him like in your pocket. You you want me to be honest though? That is one like I used to watch Nickelodeon a lot. Like I watched Danny Phantom. I watched all those cartoons. Mm -hmm. It was never one that interested me. For some reason, he was just like so good. Like I got into him later on. Like they've done the rerun or the you know mm -hmm. like um, reruns on like Teen Nick and thing and the old Nicktoon cartoons channel they have. Yeah, it was never something that was like when I was a kid where it was so intriguing. It was just like, yeah, yeah. That was one of the last shows that Nickelodeon did where they did raunchy comedy. Yeah, they, yeah. They really stopped after that, but Zim was like kind of like their last hurrah. Mm -hmm. It was. I love the movie. Like, that came so out. good. The movie was great. Like that's <laughs> like something that I'm so happy we got because apparently one of the reasons it went off the air was because it was too expensive to make. Yeah. So it's like, it was supposed to be coming back, but you know, they gave him the budget for the season and he was like, that's not enough to do what we did. So We're don't out. even worry about it. We're out. We're out. <laughs> the episode where he was going to send all his, send all the, the kids to a, another dimension where it was just a room with a moose great it was gold <laughs> so why why him as your monster slash animal character um again like even though zim is a lot more comedic and um and like very self-absorbed he has a lot of great ideas and great abilities from like his technical know-how the fact that he was able to, uh, like his pat has like spider legs that can also shoot lasers and stuff like that. Um, the, this just off the fact of like his base alone, like with the technologies inside, he is very, he is definitely going to be a beneficial part of the team yeah. with, with the proper leadership. Like he, he can, if he wanted to, the show would have been 14 minutes 
it's it's just that but if uh, you had if you got his quote-unquote girlfriend to replace to replace him then it would have been like the show would be over in 15 minutes because it's like the same matter of dedication just about the same intelligence if not more but with actual killer instincts i think her name was tack yeah Uh, i think that was it but like she she had a vendetta against Zim because she wanted to become an invader and Zim knocked out the power to the uh, the training planet and she was trapped in a, in like a, one of the pods. Yeah. So she had to wait another year before she could do another few years before she could do it. And she's always hated Zim after that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's jump to your mystical. I'm kind of curious okay. now. So mystical. Got me thinking now. So, okay. So, mystical. My mystical is uh, Action Lab. Um, this person is from the uh, Zombie Tramp universe. Uh, they are a voodoo-themed character. They have the ability to create zombies at will. Um, She has a very intriguing looking knife. And like striking like yellow eyes, if I believe so. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I can't picture, I can't like pin her name. I've been reading (laughs) the zombie tramp comics and it's like, I can't remember her name. I can't like I know exactly who you're talking about it I agree it's like Willie I agree with Willie it's like I can see it but I don't remember her name I'm it's like at the like brain fall. I need I need to read more of those comics because they're good they're so good <laughs> and random plug uh Dan Mendoza got the rights back to zombie tramp so it's like he just did his started his kickstarter uh, like two days ago for his new issue one for the series. So oh, it's no longer gosh. with that. Yeah, but well, who is it? We're, we're at the edge of our seats. <laughs> uh, it is Zula. Her, basically her like mother figure. <laughs> That's who it is. Now, before I ask you that, I know you just said that he's going to be doing it and he's no longer with Action Lab. Who, do you kind of know if he is going to go to a publisher or is he pretty much starting on his own? No, he self-publishes. Like, he's done a bunch of other things where he's self-publishing. So he left Action Lab, uh, I want to say, like, going on four or five years now. Mm-hmm. So when he left, he ended the Janie Bell part of Zombie Tramp and Action Lab just went on with a different girl. Oh. So, but now uh, Dan Mendoza's getting all of those rights back. Okay. No, that make that's good. All right. So tell us about Zula. Tell us about what was it? Tell for the fans, because like we say in California, we don't have tons of that. So we got a couple stores up north, but that's about it with that. So that's fair. So um, tell us more about her. So Zula, she is basically like a voodoo queen. Uh, she's the one who turned Janie Bell into a uh, into the the zombie queen zombie uh zombie tramp character and has gave her all of that power but as much as a mother figure as she is and she does care for Janie bell uh she's 
nurturing her to sacrifice her to like the demon queen to set her free. Okay. Okay. So, okay. And pretty much you've already self-explained, you know, self-explained too why she's your mystical character because she can pretty much create zombies. She can pretty much create her own army. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's, it went like, Abomination, okay. Lady Shiva, okay. She's a good assassin. Vader's in, okay. He's scary. Baxter, okay. He's there. Zula, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Language. Sorry. <laughs> ship, okay. Ship. Ship, okay. All oh, right. Sympathies. Oh, think. <laughs> oh, duty. Oh, duty. <laughs> All right. So let's jump to your psycho. All right. My psycho is a uh, dark horse. Uh oh. This one's gonna be fun. Um, this character showed psychotic tendencies, but subtle psychotic tendencies from the beginning. But towards the end of uh, end of their run, it really came out. Uh, this is also another series that uh, started off as a show. It is also another Nickelodeon alumni that followed the adventures of a very optimistic bald kid. Uh, everything went crazy until this one nation decided to attack. Bald I... <laughs> kid. Okay. I know who it is, or I think I know who it is. It's one of the two people. Okay, go for it. Is it Aizen? No, it's not Aizen. It's Azula. It's Azula. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the two people. Yes. Because they both like fell like perfectly under that description. <laughs> yes. Azula, that moment where she's chained up and she's just spewing fire from her mouth, just yeah. all crazy eyed. Love it. Dang it. We got the same pick. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, yeah, my, my psycho was Azula as well. So Azula, I'm just going to go ahead and Azula put that was, out there. Uh, she was almost my leader. <laughs> so, oh, dear I, Lord. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll I'm not going to tell you. So, my psycho is also from Dark Horse. And it is also a Nickelodeon alumni, but it's not Azula, and it's nobody from Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Cool, cool. So you'll, you'll like my pick. I know Willie will love my pick that I chose for him. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about Azula for anybody who doesn't know. So Azula is the sister to, uh, uh, to Zuko, shocker, of the Fire Nation. Uh, she also is the reason... She also, you know, uh, is one of the few firebenders to actually use lightning, which is really awesome. Uh, she has tactical know-how, but her need to be the best is her psychotic flaw. And it really tears her down as she keeps going. Okay. So I, I know this character a little bit. I kind of stopped watching Avatar. I think I watched a couple of the seasons and I kind of got out of it. And 
so why her as your psycho like what's her like what would you feel like this is why she would be the psycho of the team i i like her as the psycho of the team because i also feel like she she would be the kamikaze if you ever needed one yeah that's a good explanation (laughs) yeah like that's that's how much she wants to win like she'll be like i'm tired of listening to you i'm gonna go do it all by myself and then it's like all right go take care of that and fail um but like and then she wins and then she wins (laughs) and she comes back and you're just like good job but (laughs) yeah thanks no thanks you know no thanks to your help abomination you know or something (laughs) (laughs) but it's like she's she's so capable that i'm like yeah I, i would have this okay no, that's that's a good pick. All right. I'll be saving my comments for her when my time comes around. <laughs> so let's go to your last role you have to fill, Covert Ops. Oh, man. This one was fun. This one was fun. Um, Covert Ops. Image comics. In my opinion, one of the coolest image comics. In my opinion. I'm just going to say that. Go on. This person <laughs> is a aged man who is a spy. But that's, he doesn't come off and say I'm a spy until it's time for him to do spy things. He was the, spoiler, people haven't read this series, I'm sorry, but these are the hints. Uh, he, he was the partner to the protagonist of the story for the first few issues, I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, the creator of this series also did another series called Farmhand. There's a character in this series called Poyo. And Poyo is the most devastating creature in this universe. I I I'm blanking. I, I can't. I don't know. I I this character's name is Mason Savoy. He is from the series Chew. Oh, uh, okay. Mason. So uh Chew uh follows the follows the uh Chew. Bless you. Thank you. You're so kind. Uh, <laughs> it follows the story of um, of a detective Chu, who is a cyberpath. Um, and a lot of people in this series have powers that relate to food. Like you have a person who could carve anything out of chocolate, and it becomes real. Um, but what? the main character uh, and Mason have in common is that they're both cyberpaths. What a cyberpath is, someone that can see the history of anything they eat. So for Tony Chu, for uh, for Chu, uh, he only eats beets because that's the only thing that it doesn't work on. But if he eats a banana, he can tell you where it came from. Hmm. If he eats a potato, he can tell you what was used to fertilize that potato. Like, it's not a fun power sometimes. 
But if they eat human flesh, they gain the memories and the abilities of the people they ate. Does that work? Well, it's like Attack on Titan in some ways, how they eat the, what was it, when they eat the the big person, or like, so like, spoiler for season three, when Arlington, oh, okay. (laughs) So when Arwen, and this is, it's pretty much publicized now, big time, Arwen gets the Colossal Titan powers. How he does this is that he dies, they injected him with a Titan serum, he becomes a Titan and eats a Titan. So he gets all of Berthold's memories Mm -hmm. along with all his memories and everything like that too. That's essentially how it works. So like, they don't have to eat the whole body. So it's just like, all right, cool. I ate a finger of this uh, this super pro pitcher. Now I can throw 100 mile per hour uh, baseballs. That's almost kind of a loophole, though, didn't you think? Because you said that meat was the only thing he could eat because it doesn't give him any memories or no, anything beets. like that. Beets. Beets. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> But that's how in like with him being a detective, you know, they'll exploit that ability and they'll be like, hey, lick this crime scene. I just want to know who's doing it and I want to go home. <laughs> hey, make yourself useful. You got these powers, do it. <laughs> like get right over there. I'm gonna have to read this. This sounds awesome. It's <laughs> it's I've read so it. good. And it's like the other people who have food related abilities, you know. It's so creative that it's just like, it's great. It is a good book. I've read that before. I think I've only read the first, yeah, I've only read a little bit of it and I've enjoyed it. I just never went back to it, but I've wanted to go back and do it. it it's a really interesting story. It's kind of, it's like, like for me, I guess for me, it had to be in the right mind frame to like, no, okay, I got to read this, you know, or I got to do this. Willie would love it. I know you would love that. <laughs> so. It's, it's so good. It's be in it. It's all about like the bird flu. So there's a chicken shortage. So oh, people no. are people are doing like underground like restaurants to eat illegal fried chicken because <laughs> eating chicken is illegal now. <laughs> <laughs> all because of the bird flu. Yep. All right. <laughs> so let's go to your extra. Me- or you have any extra members, Darren? Yes, I actually, I, I have three. I have three. Uh, extra member number one, uh, Galactus. Because um, <laughs> That's why a not? weird one. Because like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, we got to do stuff in space. Who do we want? Galactus, that seems like a fair pick. Yeah. Abomination just looked at him and he goes, I'm out. Like, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard Mason's got the same powers as me. <laughs> he does the same thing that uh mark ruffalo did in the outtakes for avengers dude you're on your own um my next pick is uh is from uh, umbrella academy uh vanya the white violin oh, okay there you go um and my next extra is uh, Hisoka from Hunter Hunter. Okay. No, that's good awesome. Picks. Good picks. Thank you. No, that's a good team. So let's go over your team one more time, Darren. Give off your whole team. 
My leader is Kuroko from Murcielago. My science is Baxter Stockman from TMNT. Uh, my strength is Abomination from Marvel. My assassin is Lady Shiva. My from monster DC. slash alien. From DC. From DC, I'm sorry. <laughs> is is yeah. Zim uh, from Oni Press. Then my mystical is Zula from Action Lab. My psycho is Azula from Avatar, uh, who is also from Dark Horse. Covert Ops is Mason Savoy from Image. And Galactus is Marvel. Uh, Vanya the White Violin is Dark Horse. And Hisoka is Manga from Hunter Hunter. And our team is the uh, Nefarious Scoundrels. Nefarious Scoundrels. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good one. I like that. All right. So great team. So we are going to go ahead and jump into my team. All right. So, Brandon, what did you pick for your leader? Okay. So my leader comes from the world of DC. But I had to switch it up. I had a Marvel leader in my hero team. Now I got to have a DC leader in my Okay. Okay. My character, its first introduction was in Batman number 232 in June 1971. He is a pretty big adversary and he has been named on this podcast before maybe in my top five villains of all time um this character to me is the greatest adversary to a certain trinity member not the one that they say he is or is his main villain he is pretty much a spitting image if you know who it is who raz al ghul raz al ghul I I wanted Raz Al Ghul. Right when we said we were doing this team, I was just like, yep, Raz is going to be my leader. It's I, a I, good I, pick. I, I okay. sure. um, the fact of the matter is, is that he looks at this world as he wants to perfect it. It's not so much, you know, he wants to make it in his own image. And this guy has walked the earth for centuries. Using the Lazarus pit, making him young again, doing all that is such an interesting pick because of the fact he is also a big leader. He's well, he's the leader of the League of Assassins. His name literally means head of the demon. So frankly to me, this right here, this guy is just a great pick. He's a leader. He He's taught people like Lady Shiva here. He's been her master. He's been the master of Bruce Wayne. He's been the master of, he's a grandfather Damian Wayne. I'm not sure if that's a talking point, but it is a talking point. Okay, so, but he's a great, he's a manipulative villain, but he's also respectable. He understands, like, yeah, you know what? I lost, you know, like, I might have lost the battle, but I'm still in for the war. I'm still here for the war. Yeah, but I love Raz. It's a a villain that I feel like, he is a great villain, as it is. If Even if we did an all-times list, like maybe the top 10, top 15, he'd be in the top 15. That villain okay. right there shows how dangerous this character is. The fact that he can still stand toe to toe with Batman doesn't matter how old he is or anything; he can still stand toe to toe with them, and he still has a certain respect for them. So it's like you said with Shiva, like how we she has a respect for her mate, like her people she respects. Same thing with Raz. You know, I I respect you, Detective. You know, like I'll, I'll give you that name. So yeah, yeah. But I like Raz. I think he's a great leader. His centuries-long experience in the world, 
um, been through many wars, everything like that, I think is a great pick for this role. He can he brings a lot of experience to the table. And two, he's got money. So he can still <laughs> fund them just like Lex can. So yeah. Definitely a good pick. Raz Al Ghul is I like it. I like it. Okay. So we're gonna jump to my science and tech. Now this is my anime slash manga pick. I originally said a certain character before when we were talking about it. I decided to change that right away. It did not fit with my team very well. Um, this character is has a his the pro, is the protagonist's half brother. This character comes from another land than where the main story of this where the main. What was it? The main um, setting is for this story. He's on a whole different land. He is a one of nine particular big creatures. He is a shapeshifter. And he comes from the world of attack on Titan. He is one of the nine beasts, Titans. And I just gave it away. <laughs> he is the beast, Titan. This is Zeke Yeager. He is the <laughs> brother of uh, Mr. Aaron Yeager. I, he is a very, very, and I know Darren, we've talked about this before. You didn't get so far. You, but you were introduced to Beast Titan. You were introduced. I think. He was the hairy Titan. He's, no. No, you weren't. I, I stopped yeah. Attack on Titan really, really early. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, yeah. It's um, season two. It's yeah. like right in the beginning of season two is when you're introduced to, to Zeke. But you don't know it's Zeke. You know it's, you know, just the Beast Titan. He's a normal Titan. Nobody knows what the heck this is. But he is so intellectual. This guy, like, I'm not spoiling anything for you guys because I know this season just came out not too long ago. The final season. Yeah, well, they're coming out with a part two, which I'm more excited about now because they left on a huge cliffhanger, and it's like, oh, you guys better come back swinging hard. Like, but he is not for his government. He's, he's only out for himself. He has a certain Titan ability that he pretty much can take the spinal fluid from him, from his beast, and actually make people drink it, and they become Titans by just drinking that and what he does is he sneaks into the wine and he is very intellectual this guy is probably he outsmarts everybody he outsmarts the paradis government he he outsmarts the marleyan government he he is he is like like he knows what he does he even outsmarted his own parents oh, that's man. a sad thing and his own parents were turned into titans um for something i don't care if this is boiled or not we find <laughs> the Titan that kills Aaron's mom is Gersha's ex-wife. She was turned into a Titan. So we find out she was the Titan that killed Aaron's mom. Gersha is one of the founding, is, has the attack Titan, which was passed down to Aaron. And then Aaron ended up getting two others, the Warhammer and the founding. So he has three Titans. So 
but Zeke is such a great pick because of the fact that he is a very intellectual person. He's a very smart person. Somebody I think rate or rats will actually lean on a lot. Granted, he only lives 13 years, but I started him off young. And I'm going to get somebody, Raz would be like, okay, we're going to start training the next set of kids. Like, okay, now who's going to take over the beast? <laughs> Child <laughs> army. Or or he just puts them in the Lazarus pit. Okay, Zeke, you're back, ST. <laughs> there you go. There you get go. Up, go, to, go back to work. <laughs> go back to work, son. You're not done yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Zeke. Um, I know we've talked about this many times before. It's hard to really choose a villain when it comes to Attack on Titan. When you really look at the main enemy, it's humanity. That's the main enemy of this whole storyline. But when you really look at villains, I just felt like Zeke is really one of the only main ones. Because Zeke is a villain through and through. He does not care about anybody. He's only out for himself. And so that's where I was just like, you know what? Yeah. That makes sense. I'll, I'll go with Zeke. Originally, I had Kenny Ackerman, which was Levi's uncle, but felt like eh, he don't fit with my team very well. <laughs> and you'll see why when we get later on. I, I got some from here on out. I pretty much are really obscure picks. So, okay. So that's my science and tech is Mr. Zeke Yeager because of his intellectual plus two, his Titan can actually speak. So he's a monster, but he's also a whiz when it comes to science and everything too. So, you know what? We're going to just leave it like that. So, and he's terrifying as a Titan. All right. So who did you pick as your strength character? Okay. So this is where things are going to get some little interesting. Okay. This character comes from the world of Valiant Comics. Okay. She, she is an immortal. She's pretty much a longtime enemy to the Unity teams. So these are different teams throughout Valiant's time that have been reoccurring teams. Um, she has been through a lot of wars. So she's also like Raz, where she has walked the earth for centuries. But we find out she is responsible for a lot of the things that happens in history. She's the one that incites wars or things like that. Um, she is um, she is a very sarcastic person. Um, she'll mock her opponents whenever she sees her, whenever they're facing off. Um, what was it? She also goes by other names, including Agent of Chaos, The Forgotten Queen, and mad woman who am i speaking of i can't think of it i feel like i know it but i don't have a name for it right now it is warmonger okay warmonger so i'll kind of share my screen here with you guys this is warmonger yeah that looks like a villain yeah (laughs) so she is a very strong person. She has, what was it, immortality, super strength, superhuman durability, emotion manipulation, anger manipulation, probability manipulation. She is a master hand-to-hand combatant and a weapons expert. Her main tool, weapon of choice is actually an axe. I felt like with her, with also being able to walk the world for centuries, 
it is an interesting character because of the fact that she would also or what was i feel like Ras would actually recruit her because he's like he's like i've known this all along you've been inciting these stuff good job i want in i want you as my like i could see him choosing her like second in command to him like you know what i trust you enough you know what you're doing do it and she she can hold her own with a lot of the heroes she goes up against a team with exo man of war and things like that too this character can hold her own so why not put a woman in a strength role i felt like that was what i wanted i'm for it yeah it's good so how would she would go with uh she would work with Roz. She would work with Ross really well. And I do feel like with their century-long experience, they'll be able to kind of lean on each other a little bit and kind of, hey, you know, I did this way. And then Ra- or you know, Raz would be kind of like, oh, it's this way too. This is how we train. So you imagine just the knowledge he could pass down to her too. She would take that knowledge and she could even be more deadlier. So, yeah. So, and that's kind of how I'm looking at my next character. So we're, we're, you'll see, and I think it's going to shock you who I chose. Okay. So let's, so warmonger is my strength. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump to my assassin. So my assassin comes from the world of Marvel, but he's not your typical Marvel character. He comes from a franchise that Disney just bought about, about six seven years ago um his first appearance was in the prequel series of this trilogy or this series there's nine movies in this series well really 11 if you want to count two others he is known to have horns on his head his color scheme is red and black and he loves to hunt jedi when he first becomes a bill. Darth Maul. Uh, dang. That's who I was going to say, but for some reason, Mace Windu came to my head, and I was like, I know that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's the villain. Yeah, that's him. Yes, it's Darth Maul. Darth Maul, I went... When I originally was thinking this team, I had Kenny Ackerman as my assassin, but I felt like, you know what? Darth Maul doesn't get a lot of love, and he has had a comic book series, and I actually enjoyed that comic book series, so it's right before the comic book series takes place the first one they did with him, it takes place right before the first movie. So this is when he's still learning to become the apprentice and everything like that. So he's hunting Padawans, he's hunting masters. He, like he's so, I almost put him as my psycho because he's so enthralled. He just wants to kill Jedi. He does not care. But I wanted him as my assassin because can you imagine again, under the leadership of Raz al Ghul, you imagine how much that guy can learn and that how yeah. quick that guy can be deadlier than ever. Now he would he would switch on Raz Al Ghul and the rest of the team. At first, I thought so too. That was one thing I thought because Sith are known to turn on their masters a lot. But even then, when I really look at it all, and you look at the story of Darth Maul. I don't think he would he would even betrayed Palpatine. Okay. Well, reason because if you think if you, well if you think about it this way, it's uh, Sith are known to betray their masters when the masters show weakness. 
I can't really think of Raz Al Ghul ever showing weakness. And here's my thing, too, when it comes to Darth Vader. When you see him getting cut in half, why did he turn on Palpatine? Because Palpatine took on a new pupil. So that's kind of was like, oh, he never cared. So I'm going to turn on him. So it's his emotions that played with him a little bit. And it just showed, too, like he was his own person. And look what happens to him. And he becomes like a like one of the crime bosses and stuff like that. So he's an interesting character to have. But I want him like pretty much pre getting cut in half by Obi. I wouldn't <laughs> want that. He was more deadlier, more crazy. He just wanted to kill. And I think Raz would look at him and go, I could use that. My guys don't do crap. I'm going to get him to do my job, you know? So he's the bad guy of the whole situation. And I look at it, look, he's got all the force behind him. He's got a double-sided lightsaber. He can go toe-to-toe with some of the best people. I think he could actually beat people like Batman and stuff like that too, if need to be. At points, I'm not saying Batman can't outsmart him, but there's so much anger behind him that pretty much Darth Maul would have it in the back. And he could kill him anybody at will all it takes is just one little thing and then bam he's dead he's gone and and two i i can look at him as maybe overthrowing but maybe like say something happened to raz then i would look or then i would look at darth maul would try to fight for leadership because so because he feels like you know look i can do this too i've let the mandalorian empire you know something like you know there's so much that he can do so I felt like Darth Maul was an interesting pick because I think a lot of people don't realize Star Wars has so many comics that even Darth Maul was involved in a comic. Yeah. So interesting. To, I, I read his, I remember reading his and Darth Vader's. I didn't like any of the other ones they've done so far. But reading those two was just like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Why can't they do more of this? Like, Because you like Darth, it. Yeah, Darth Maul or Darth Vader's was right after he becomes Darth Vader. So this is picks up right at the end of episode three. And then Darth Maul's picks up right before even the first movie. Yeah. Darth Maul has so much more of a tragic story that than what people know of. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would really love to have, because there've been talks before that people want to see a Darth Maul movie made about his backstory. And the original actor is always saying, like if they do that i definitely want to come back to reprise my role i if i'm not mistaken so it was the same guy who played him in solo and then now it looks like he's coming back for obi-wan the new show so it looks like they're gonna branch it but we'll see but i i just felt like you know what darth maul don't get a lot of love in the comics let's put him on my team and you can imagine raz would teach him patience he would teach him when to strike, things like that. So he would be able to do it. And I think he would be able to control his impulses more under Raz than he would under Palpatine. Because Palpatine, I felt like, did more pressure on him. But Raz would be like, wait for the right moment. You'll know when it's right. And okay. I think he would respect him more. That's why I couldn't put him as my psycho. Because I was like, if he gets the right leadership and the right training, him and Warmonger would be able to teach him a lot. So... The only one I see him having issues with is Zeke so far. So just because Zeke tries to outsmart people. And that's where I just feel like he would have a problem with Zeke. Be like, yeah, I don't trust you. 
like what are you up to <laughs> like so yeah my my henchman assassin is Darth Maul so yeah so we're gonna go ahead and jump to my monster and animal which I said too look that was the hardest stinking one I've ever had to choose that was like <laughs> oh wow I took Marvel and DC out of the question I was, I was like oh crap but I didn't know what to do but anyway my character comes from the world of image he comes from the world of savage dragon he has fought savage dragon on multiple occasions and also has fought the teenage mutant ninja turtles at one point. oh at one point there was a crossover with savage dragon and teenage mutant ninja turtles he favors a favorite villain of willie's from the Suicide Squad. And there's two incarnations of him, but I'm talking about the very first person. He is a crime lord. Or was a crime Hammerhead. Lord. No. Or a criminal, I'll put it that way. He wasn't a crime boss. He was a criminal. Lizard? No. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I'm lost. I didn't read Savage see? Dragon. See, I told you I was gonna have some ones that are gonna throw you guys off today. It's Mako <laughs> the Shark. Mako the Shark. I'm gonna pull it up here so you guys. I can. remember him. Yeah. All right. Share my uh, screen with him really quickly here, so you can see. Not that. Not the video. That is a that is a nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is Mako. Oh, wow. That's what I said. He resembles a villain that Willie loves. This character, his name is Lou Drum. He's a mighty mutant shark. Um, pretty much what happens is to him is that he gets, he, what was it? It's mauled by a shark. Uh, an experimental bomb was detonated. During this time when he's dying, he's actually, instead of dying, he actually mutates into a shark. And he actually becomes a killer underneath. He's actually become the king of Atlantis at points. So it's it's in, it's interesting story. There has been a second incarnation of him, but Lou Drum is the main character I'm looking at for this. Fact that I needed somebody underneath water. I wanted somebody who can sneak up that way too, and under again, not trying to, you know, what was it? Not trying to, what was it? Feed a dead horse here. A little bit or you know not want to keep on playing the same record over and over again but the fact that with brass he could teach him like okay this is how you can be sneaky you could do this underwater now you can sneak for me a little bit and be this like his underneath you know underneath water kind of guy and he's strong this guy is a very strong criminal this guy can do a lot of things that most people can't pretty much he's immune to like any bullets or anything like that can't really get harmed unless he goes up to somebody near his strength and thank so yeah sorry if zeke jaeger goes haywire mako you're dead like there's no way you're surviving that <laughs> sacrificial lamb but i'll tell you this that character was the hardest one for me the only uh, we'll get to that later but there were some honorable mentions i had for that role and it was also from image so it was kind of something i was like do i go with this character or do i go with this character and i just felt like the other characters just did it fit that part of it so i was kind of like mako is a human so let's go with and he was mutated so we're going to stick with just mako so 
that's kind of where I went with. And he pretty much for anybody, I was represent or um, pretty much trying to talk about Willie's favorite villain from the Suicide Squad movie, King Shark. Yeah, one of them. So he is pretty much a shark. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. For a guy. He needs to get his own movie. Now they came up with his own comic book series. Now they've done his own comic book series. Now they're doing that now. So that's out. Um, there's two books we've been, and I've been reading them, and it's like, see, why can't you guys do that with him all the time? Not just, oh, now he's popular now because of the movies. It's like, nah, like, no. Nope. So yeah, Mako. Yeah, if they if they did a movie of King Shark, they definitely would have to change everything about him because he's funny and i i love him but i don't, I don't think, think he's really movie movie worthy yeah. yeah i don't think he could be a showrunner right you imagine just sylvester stallone be like pay me this much i'll just voice him throughout book reading <laughs> i read this book you know or you know i love that character um and peacemaker looks promising though yeah oh i love that uh, when i saw that in the fandom i was like yeah i do like that um so yeah monster and animals mako the shark from image comics all right so who did you choose as your mystic okay so my mystic is going to be an interesting pick my mystic character does come from the world of idw um this character her this character's powers is magic and shape-shifting she is worked worked sorry i can really talk today she (laughs) has worked with shredder in the foot plan quite a bit she does have like a i wouldn't say like a different persona but she has a mask that's a wolf and what was it there was one more note i did have on her hold on a second um she is the youngest member of the pantheon i know who you're talking about but i can't think of her name I also know who you're talking about because as soon as you said the wolf mask, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> it's Kitsune from IDW from Ninja okay. Turtles. I wanted a mystical character. This was also another one that was so hard for me. I was switching back and forth with Image and IDW for my monster and mystical because I was like, oh, I could do this, and I was like, no, I want to do this, you know. So I was always. <laughs> a hard time and literally kitsune made my team this morning this character was just (laughs) i was like yes that just that solves it we're done i'm not touching it again and perfect yeah like kitsune has now come back more as like a heroic character but i want to keep her as a villain and i think she's also a character that just follows orders she's not a character that would fight it's not a character that would sit there and have issues with anybody. Um, I think Raz would have more of respect for her than Shredder did. And for the fact that he would understand, like, I think that's the difference when you look at Raz and you look at Shredder. Shredder's more impatient, where he's more impulsive. He's going to do whatever he has to do to get the job done. Raz will wait his time. Okay. We'll let things play out the way they are because it's going to come back in my favor. So, Seeing that, I think he would, under the leadership of Raz, she would look at it and go, okay, I can do this for him. Like, he, she would have more of a mutual respect there for him. Like, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. But with her magic ability, she has tried to brainwash people with her dark magic. She's trying to brainwash Leonardo at points. 
She has tried to brainwash a lot of characters. She is a shapeshifter, so she can be a stealthy character for me if I need her to be a stealthy character for me. She can shapeshift others. She can do a lot of things, and that just felt like I don't need like potions, potions. You know, I need somebody who can get me into situations, help me do stuff, and then you know, like I look at her like how Scarlet Witch was in Age of Ultron, like you know, go up to the Avengers and, and like brainwash them somehow. That's kind of what I'm looking for her because she would be like, oh, we don't have to kill people. Watch, done. We're done. I'm done with her. Like, move on. Like, you know. <laughs> so Kitsune is my mystical character. I felt like with her, she was an interesting pick. I wanted to keep her on my team. And when I saw her, I was like, oh crap, I did forget she was magic. I was like, yeah, keeping her. Kitsune. <laughs> Lock it. Like we're not moving them again. So yeah. My mystical Kitsune. That's a cool right. pick. TMT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got TMT. And I'm going to tell you right now, my next character is also somewhat part of the TMNT universe. Uh, cheating! No, not really. <laughs> so let's go to my psycho. So my psycho comes from a lot of publishers. Um, most notable is um, Mirage, where Ninja Turtles came from, um, IDW now. But I'm going with his one he's been at the longest. I'm going with Dark Horse. So this character is a wolf with beady white eyes that's a psychopath. His main foe is a rabbit. <laughs> Oh, oh, what's his name? He carries swords. He has pupilless eyes. I know the series he's from, but I'm just like, I don't know his name. Oh, I know who it is. He can, what was it? There's a lot of things he can do. And it's is so, the rabbit's name Usagi? Yes, it's, it's Usagi. Usagi. Oh, okay. Yo, Jimbo. Yo, Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get Willie on this one. I knew this was going to be one that you'd be like, oh, you actually went. Usagi, you Jimbo. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I don't remember his name. It's Jay. 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 Yeah. I'll share my screen. I've been sharing my screens for more than the obscure characters, but there he is. That's <laughs> podcast one now. Pupilus I Jay. Now, some of the reasons I did, he's so obsessed. He's such a psychopath, it's unreal. And it's, it kind of goes all over the place. But some of his, what is it? Some of his, like, his powers include, like, he pretty much, like, when he dies. Like, so he's an excellent, pretty much, like, an excellent mark, or not marksman, swordsman, everything like that. But if he dies, his soul can be passed on to somebody else. And he, they get his violent tendencies, everything like that he can brainwash people he he's such a manipulative person and i felt like for a psycho i feel like raz would not have any control on him um this character to me is again a whacked up character that's just like you want to love him and why is he's from the tmnt universe because usagi Ujimbo has been working with the tmnt turtles for quite a while 
So I went. Well played. Know, I'll go with I'll go with Jay. I, I forgot about Jay. I was like, but he'll kill family. He'll kill people. It does not matter to him. It just it just he does it. That's it. That's pretty much how he is. I like Jay because Jay's such an interesting character. You want it's like one of those characters you want to dive in and see where they're at and yeah. and kind of where their mindset is and it's just like like even usagi's like what the heck is this like <laughs> <laughs> i like jay uh what's your guys's opinion on jay i'm i'm kind of curious to see what your guys you know this was one i was kind of like I'm, i know i'm gonna throw him off here a little bit maybe it's been so long since i've read usagi yojimbo <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, I think, I think I remember him in like a very interesting light. I feel like I, I had like maybe one introduction to him. So I was like, all right, maybe if I see more of him, I'll have a better idea. Right. right. I've always enjoyed like his powers, like being able to like transfer his soul to other beings mm-hmm. because that just makes him not exactly immortal, but it makes him like, one of those foes, like, you never know when the end is going to come. Right. Mm-hmm. But, so it's it's always been that kind of cool thing, because then you defeat him, but you haven't really defeat him. So yeah. now the story continues. Now, in some areas, he is immortal. In some storylines, he is an immortal being. He can never die. He, like you say, he's been struck by lightning. He's been killed or stabbed, I think, or, you know, died, or what we thought was he died by Yusaki. But doesn't mean he is he also has possession he has what was it he's combat proficiency um consecration and mind control this guy is a very dangerous person to the point where i feel like raz would not have any control on him i think he'd be i hate to say it jay would probably be the first one to die unfortunately (laughs) like sorry jay i love you but you die quick like I could see him like going into Mako or going into one of the other characters. Like I'm still here. What are you gonna do? Like I'm still here. You know, just that crazy. He's that crazy of a character. Uh, I was just like, you know what? Let's keep Jay. I'll keep Jay as my psycho. That's fine. Lock it. Done. We're not moving anymore on psycho anymore. So psycho <laughs> is Jay from Usagi Ujimbo for my dark horse pick. Okay. Okay. All right. So now getting to your last one on your list. Okay. So Curve Covert Ops. Again, Willie, if you don't get this one, I swear you're not a fan of this character. Okay. Or this series. My character comes from the world of Boom Studios. Okay. Okay. He is a clone to a particular hero in this series. Created by a witch in this series uh uh um lord lord draco yep yep lord draken. that guy draken is my covert ops member he is a sneaky son of a gun this guy can get as, in and out of situations quick. as soon as you said clone i was like oh i know who that is what was his name because <laughs> i I almost put Ranger Slayer on my list. I almost had. That's what I'm, we're going to go into that because I almost put her on my list too. So we're, we're going to talk about her too. Uh, but just to kind of give you some of his powers, um, he has a very high le- level intellect. Um, he's also a manipulation master 
voice projection, reality manipulation. He is very stealthy. Um, can't he use some magic, if I'm not mistaken? I think so. Like that, the his like, because I believe he has like a staff or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember, but that's why I was like, I almost put his mask, the person who created him on this team, it's been mystical too. And I was like, yeah, she's too playful. I'm not doing that. We're going to just, no, we're, we're going to go to somebody else. And then that's when I was like, well, I could use Lord Draken. That's fine. So um, for anybody who doesn't know, um, he is the clone of Tommy. Um, the Green. Yeah, thank you. Um, he is the Green um, Ranger. So he is the legendary Green Ranger. He is a clone of the Ranger. Um, so pretty much his, he has like the same thought process, but he's more evil and more the liking of I really hate myself because I can never pronounce her name, the witch's name. Oh, uh, um, crap. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> She's talking in my head right now. Rita Repulsa. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like with this character, um, Raz again would be able to help control him where it's more like, hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. And he would get in and out of situations. you imagine him and then Darth Maul working together? Those, no. those two could be, I could see those two being a very powerful duo if working yeah. together properly. If they work together properly. Now, Darth Maul has a different tendency than Lord Draken, but at the same time, Lord Draken would get in there, look at the situation, okay, Maul, go kill. And then you just go in there and kill people like what? What are you going to do? <laughs> survive. But survive. So I just felt like, again, I try to challenge myself a little bit more to choose different characters from different studios than I did last time, too. And I know Boom Studios did not make my list last time. So, um, so yeah, Lord Drake and I was like, you know what? I'll go Power Rangers. I'll, 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 I'll shock Willie because Willie knows I'm not a big Power Rangers guy. I never have been. So I liked Lord Draken, and that's why I was kind of like, you know what? He's not going to hurt me. I'll do it. Tommy! Yeah. He's not going to hurt me. <laughs> well, not like that, but I'm meaning like it's not going to hurt. He kind of goes with the theme of my team, which is like yeah. medieval, more, they don't use guns, things like that. They're straight up swords or, you know, stealthy, kind of like a, like a ninja team is what I kind of was basing around. So okay okay around that range i'm not saying everybody is like i have creatures on here that's like what the crap is this you know so um so yeah i went with lord draken as my covert ops so i have three extra members all right one dc comics one idw and one marvel deja vu saying three <laughs> stinking things is my heroes team my three extra members i had for my heroes team. all right let's hear them which one do you want to hear first Enlightenment. <laughs> At the same time, all of them. Blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> um, first one, of course, you can't have Raz Al Ghul without his daughter. Talia. Talia made my team. Uh, Karai, the second in command of the Foot Clan. For sure. Okay. Okay. I look at this, remember how my story was for the heroes where I wanted Raz, Shredder, 
and the Damonites to work together. I look at something happened to Shredder. So now Karai is stepping up. My next one is I had to choose at least one Marvel villain. I went with Eric Killamonger. That's a good Interesting. Pick. Interesting. I went, you know what? You know, like I could see him like, I need you to guys to help me take over Wakanda. And then <laughs> some ways like Raz is going to sit there. What's in it for me? All the animanium or what was it? Um, Adamantium. Uh, vibranium. Vibranium you want. And he'd be like, I'm in. Let's go. You know, he sent in Lord Drake and Darth Maul to scout the situation first. God, just imagine if you gave Raz the, like, the vibrant, all the vibranium he wanted, all the weapons that he would be able to make. Exactly. With the technology of Wakanda, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so that is my team. I don't have a specific name. I just love to call them just League of Assassins. Nefarious Scoundrels, part two. <laughs> League of Shadows. I'll go with the movie version. I'll go with League of Shadows. There you go. There we go. All that right. So let's go to your team. All right. So for my team, um, my first pick for the leader, this one is from Marvel Comics. Okay. Yeah. I first made his appearance and uh x-men uh he's known for being one of the one of the greatest magneto. leaders yeah wait yeah. what magneto it's magneto oh, i was i was gonna wait for for a few more for the for the oh. listeners <laughs> give us some other clues well sorry i was like I will, some of the other clues was that uh he's known for having a very harsh upbringing uh he was he views that his race is like more superior than the human race and that was essentially yeah <laughs> But yeah, I, I decided to pick him because he's one of those guys where he knows like the best course of action and he's like very smart with his like decisions on where to direct his team. He's always been the kind of character that will like what's the not just the best interest for me, but the best interest for my people. So I decided to go with him because he would definitely be the kind of character that would lead the team like in the best course of action that would be the best outcome for all of them. Okay. 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 All right. No, that's a good one. And and I agree with you with the leader for the fact that he's not just led the brother led led the brotherhood, but he's also led the X-Men. Yeah. So he is such a great leader. And he, again, another villain who has a lot of respect for his adversary, Sir Xavier. He still yeah. has a lot of respect for him. But he also views the other spectrum than what Xavier does. So, like, I always, like, I know we've talked about that before, 
where I love that whole storyline because when you really look at it, I know Stanley has denied this many times, but you look at it, it is a spitting image of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. You look at Magneto as Malcolm X, and you look at Xavier as Martin Luther King Jr. The fact that Martin Luther King Jr. did in a peaceful way, saying we have to be able to, you know, show them that we're not bad people to get what we want, where Magneto's more that I have to take it by force. Yeah. They're not listening. I have to do what I have to do. And what was it? I think the best way to show that is for fans read God, love, man kills. Just the first, I think it was like the first few pages when you see the purifiers, if I'm not mistaken, I know Darren's more of our X-Men expert here. The purifiers, right? The strikers team. Yeah. Okay. They go after some kids. Magneto finds him in the park, dead, and just showing how he was thinking that was just like, oh, wow, this is really getting dark. And it's really just shows you where Magneto's mindset is. This is why we have to do what we have to do. This is not a, you know, this isn't fun and games anymore. This is now war. Yeah. And it's such an interesting pick for that. And I, that to me, I know we all have different stories. What we love, X Men. That's one of my. That is probably my favorite of all of X Men. Is God Love Man Kills. And, but yeah, let's go back to the team, Willie. Great pick for your leader. Let's jump to your solid pick. So my next pick, I for my tech, I decided to stay with the common ones. I went with a DC comic. And this pick is just an average human, but he has uh, over lease. He has one of the most superior minds of all time. The Riddler. No. Oh. Uh, but in like this, because of that, he's able to. Uh, make technology so advanced that it's able to uh, like defeat or put them on par with people of that are considered gods of godly nature i think uh um mr freeze no amazo no um one of his um one of his most common uh things is that he's trying he tries to prove that uh a man can be as lex luther yes as powerful as a guy right when you said prove i didn't want to interrupt i was like when you said prove i was like it's lex it has to be lex i was like why i said amazo too because you were saying Oh, it was because they can. He's known to stand toe to toe with them with the pet technology he has, and it's like, well, Mazo has stepped up. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those are good picks, but yeah, I decided to go with Lex Luthor. Um, I figured like somebody of his not only intelligence but also his standing in the public. Um, yeah. With like how much money he has, how much popularity he has. He's definitely he definitely would become a good asset for the team. Uh, not only with like stuff like funding, but he could 
make it so no matter who they end up facing, they could at at, at the very least have the technological standing to withstand anything that comes their way. So can I ask you a question too about that? So yes. your leader being Magneto and your science and tech, Lex Luthor. Now Lex is always known to be good in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Magneto is not always like that. Magneto is viewed as a villain on the stuff. Like Lex can be, you know, my main question is, do you see Lex working with him enough or do you see Lex trying to undermine him? Because Lex- the way the way I see it is that Magneto has the power and he has the command to like, like control like people and like get them to f fight with them, but he doesn't have the public standing. Now, even though Lex Luthor is human, like if they would be, I feel like they'd be able to work out a, a standing where Lex Luthor Lex Luthor would be like the the center focal uh, focal point where he'd be like the face and he would be able to like derive attention away from the team. And uh, I just think like when it comes to like the beneficial stuff, Lex Luthor would be able to provide the uh, resources and everything that Magneto would need for his team while also keeping attention away from them so they wouldn't be like the center of attention. Okay. And that was the main question I had because of the fact that Lex is, I agree with you, like he doesn't have a good reputation now, but he's always trying to strive like, look, I can better than what it was, you know, like than your hero and stuff. And then working with somebody like Magneto, that's why I was like, D would it like would they clash? Yeah. And two, would it deter him because it's like, oh, now he's working with mutants. So wouldn't that make it even worse for him? Like he'd be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, ship, <laughs> ship. Okay. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, so, sailboats. Oh, sailboats. <laughs> but, but, um, but that was my main question. Cause I was like, like, and two, they're two leaders. So you're putting a leader underneath a leader. So yeah, kind of like they're gonna butt heads somewhere because of their ideals. Yeah, because so. they're butt heads. <laughs> they're butt heads. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I was thinking like, yeah, they would definitely butt heads, but I think that they would be able to come to a mutual understanding because one has the power and the other has the quote unquote power. Right. So they'd be able to come to that kind of agreement where look you guys have the abilities you have the command but i have the social status so i like i can give you the help and resources you need without you being ultimately 100% being viewed as the villains okay i think they'd be able to come to an understanding on their platforms so they he's kind of like the co-leader in that aspect okay uh, i could actually see that because it's like you vice know, captain vice president yeah so it's like cat or lex is trying to still be good in the public eye but he's like here i'll give you the money on the side like here yeah <laughs> you kind of like here's the hush money here's the hush. <laughs> <laughs> but all right well let's go to your strength so for my strength uh 
what comic was he from? Oh, come on now. <laughs> comic I'm comic. sorry, I didn't have that like right at the top of everything. <laughs> That's fair. I, I wrote it in parentheses next to the names just so I remember. It's that. That's yeah, I should have done that. Like you can see here on mine, I literally wrote AOT next to Zeke Yeager. I was like, Zeke Yeager, what anime is he from? <laughs> I was like, AOT, there we go. <laughs> Attack on Patton. Which, by the way, Darren, you still need to watch. So we're going to make you watch it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so I got the next one. Okay, so the next one is from Image Comics. Uh, he's actually a character from another world who's actually, in the public eye, is viewed as a hero, a superhero. But he oh, has... Uh, uh, Omni -Man. Man. Oh, man. Now, I, was, I was thinking that too, I was like, Dude, it's on me, man. <laughs> Am I making these too easy for you? No. 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 What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Again, I it, it took me longer than it took Brent. <laughs> yeah. I was in there, I was like, wait a minute. And then when you said a hero in another world, it's like, oh, it's Omni Man. He's a villain on Earth. <laughs> okay. So why Omni Man in this case? So I chose Omni Man because He's pretty much, like, as far as powers go, he's pretty much the same thing as Superman. He can fly. He has incredible strength, incredible speed. He's practically invincible, or invincible, quote-unquote his son, invincible. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, I just felt like him on the standing with my team, he would be another good addition to be somebody that could pull attention away from the public eye. Because if he can create the illusion that he's a hero while also doing villain stuff on the sideline, as we see he does in the show, it kind of works out. And him being like so incredibly strong, he has that, uh, like, he has the strength to be like able to face up against so many of the people that he encounters and i don't know if you can see this the trend uh yet with my team but he also views that his race is superior to everyone else and he okay. wants to make it so like the world that he lives on is like the new is kind of like like uh changes to be the way that they the way like he wants it the way his planet lives they want him to be under his command right it's kind of like it's like the people who want to take over the world and make it in their image you yes Nito, you have lex and you have omni man so but again i i see i see there's going to be like a really bad power struggle throughout yeah omni man is also like that too where he's superior that's the main thing that is kind of my team's downfall is they have they all want their power struggles they all want to be the person in charge and that's what's their downfall because they kind of go end up going on their own but overall 
with all of them, they all have like the same goal. And that's like creating a world, like changing the world to where they have the power. And as long as you like side with them, like everything is going to be great for you. But again, I think another problem I see with the two is like Magneto and Lex, I can see working together. Somebody like Omni-Man, Lex would hate because that's what he's always used to fighting. Yeah. Somebody like Omni-Man. And two, if Omni-Man wants to take over the world, Lex wouldn't just sit there and do it. Even Magneto would. No. They would fight back. There would be infighting to an extent. And two, because Magneto, even though he hates the human race for the way they treat him or his kind, he still loves this world. So he'll do mm-hmm. anything to do to protect it. So that means, you know, him, and look what we just did. We did Marvel Zombies, and that's what he did. He literally yeah. was trying to save Last of Humanity, even though he fails. Miserable. Yeah. But still. But Omni-Man doesn't care. He's there to yeah. take over the world. That's what He's there he to take over the world. And with how intelligent both Magneto and Lex Luthor are, I feel like they would be able to trick him into saying, look, if you can help us like, get our standing and show the world that we are the master race, that we will have command, then we will allow you to uh take control of the planet and then provided they, that nobody else gets hurt and then they kill him at the end like yeah oh well thank you <laughs> i didn't say it was a good team <laughs> so that is that is fair you you did not preface <laughs> that was this one. all right well let's jump to your henchman or assassin all right so my henchman is a little bit out there this one is from uh acclaim comics i wasn't actually able to find a lot of information on this character because there's not a lot to him but he is known for being a gangster boss and a information broker and he has connections all over the city uh that's pretty much all the information i was able to find on him is but there he's a particular hero he fights against. Um, I wasn't able to find that information either. He said it's acclaimed comics. Yeah, acclaimed comics. I don't think I've read anything from them. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you. He's not very widely known, but he's eight ball. Okay. He's I'm a gangster slash mob boss, and he has like a whole bunch of like hench. He has his own henchmen and minions that work for him. And his main thing is he's able to, like, with all the connection he has, he's able to get information from anywhere. This guy? That guy. Cool. Let me see. Because the other guy that came up, I was like, it can't be that guy. Yeah. Go ahead and show him again. No, that's definitely not it. It's uh yeah that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just essentially a gangster mob boss with like 
connections all over the world. And I figured he works as a henchman because if like he's not like over he's not like powerful or anything, but if Lex Luthor or Magneto or any of the other people on my team ever needed information, they know they could go to him. So he'd be like the prime source for getting details on anybody's whereabouts in like their names, addresses. So if they like in all the like details behind them. So if they needed to, if they wanted to pinpoint like one hero and like target him and go after their family or something like that, he'd be able to get the information. Okay. No, that's That's smart. You dumped us both. We didn't even know what a clean comics was. Like, yeah, I didn't either. Owned by Valiant. Um, I don't know. The only reason I ask is because it says, uh, uh, it was like acclaimed Valiant, and I was just like, Yeah, I think they they may have been like a branch off from Valiant. Oh, okay, okay, and I hope that doesn't interfere with my list because I think I have another character that's Valiant Comics. No, I think you should be fine. No, acclaimed comics is one thing, like. It's like the whole discussion of Vertigo and DC, I guess, is a good yeah. look at it. Vertigo is one thing. DC is another. Vertigo is more their darker stories, while DC is normal superhero. Yeah. So, all right. Let's jump to your monster animal. All right. So, for my monster, I caved and went with my manga pick. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. So, this character is considered a high demon lord uh he's practically immortal just because of the fact that every time he gets defeated he's able to spawn like uh, a creature to fly away so he's uh naraku oh my gosh that was so fast yes (laughs) naraku naraku from inuyasha all right so tell the fans a little bit about naraku if they don't know who it is so Naraku is kind of viewed as the demon king or demon lord of the world. And in essence, he's like the main protagonist. He's always been like there watching the heroes and every adversary that comes their way usually centers back to him. Because uh, he just, he has a disdain for the demons that decide to side with humans and all he wants is this thing called the the shikon jewel which is like this overpowered crystal that has immense power and if he's able to have that he's able to like destroy humanity and take over the world okay no interesting pick okay i was watching inuyasha like (laughs) <laughs> two days out of last week so that's what I, I love the theme songs the <laughs> opening and ending songs i can never get enough of their of that soundtrack <laughs> that was actually the first anime i ever watched is what i grew up on oh really yeah it was one of my favorites nice all right well let's jump to your mystic a mystic so my mystic is a character that actually originated from a video game and later became a, a, a video game, later became a comic through Mirage Comics, or not Mirage. Was it Mirage? 
No, it was uh, Malibu Comics. And Vice City. No. <laughs> uh, this character is, he views himself as almost like a god or an immortal. And with his powers, he's able to like capture other people's souls. And in order to capture the souls, to do it without uh, the gods interfering, he hosts a tournament to have people fight in. And he gets people all around both Earth and the Netherworld and um, like all kinds of places. And because of his abilities... He's able to, like, aside from his abilities, he also has incredible martial arts abilities that create that make him like a very formidable fighter. That's I'm I'm thrown off. I was blank. <laughs> the character is Shang Sun from yeah, Mortal uh, Kombat. You suck. Your sword is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> Darren told things you suck. You suck. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm just listening to the description. I'm just like, man, what am I missing? Why? <laughs> and then it's like, as soon as you say it, I'm just like, man. That was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this game no more. <laughs> I know how I feel half the time when you guys I'll are not off character. I'll throw all my Mortal Kombat games out now. <laughs> <laughs> all right so why Shang Shu Shang Sun Shang Sun um, okay, whatever. I decided to pick him because I felt like he was going to be the character that would be the bridge from the mortal world to the immortal world and being able to have not only his not only his abilities but his like connection to like otherworldly entities he'd be able to provide he'd, he'd be able to provide uh another aspect to the team because like the team so far you have people who are earthlings like normal human earthlings people who are mutated earthlings and people who are from another planet so this kind of creates the bridge now we have even more like ways to advance with it because we get like from the uh underworld dimensions uh like you get bring gods and entities into it more okay that's what so yeah i was about to say that's another guy who tries to like manipulate the situation and go hey i don't want this now yeah. you know and so i get that's why i said i think there's going to be Depending on your next two picks, there's going to be a huge power struggle in your team. Yeah. So we already know one of my other picks, the next one, because I kind of gave it away. Yeah. You have the same pick as Darren. Yeah. For my psycho, it was Azula. Azula. Gasp. So Gasp. So, <laughs> so, let's hear your opinions about Azula. So, the reason I chose Azula is because, yes, she is a psycho. And uh, she has like definite struggles with her mental abilities because she wants 
like so much. Like she wants the attention. She wants the power. She wants the money. She wants everything. But when you put like, and that's like one of the focal points for her, me, my choosing her, but that aside, she's still an incredible user of her abilities, her uh, firebending. Uh, she's one of the few, if not only ones that actually has flames that are so intense that they actually appear blue. Yeah. Uh, no other firebenders that I can think of have flames that are like that. And because of that, like the reason that it is, is because she has so much rage behind her abilities that it makes the flames more intense. That's why they're blue. Um, but with that, she's also an incredible tactician. So like she's able to come up with all kinds of battle strategies, uh, manipulate other people into thinking that she's an ally. Uh, she's kind of a master of disguise as well. She blends in with all kinds of people and can fool people into thinking that she's part of a certain team when she's not. So she kind of goes, like she was very close to being picked for my covert as well because of those. Mm -hmm. But I just think, I just felt because of her mental standing, she fit more into the psycho role. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. All right. So let's jump to your last role, Covert Ops. All right. So for my Covert Ops, I didn't write down which one this one was from, too. Oh, come but on, man. This one is, I got it now. It was right here. I just didn't write it down. Uh, this one is from Mirage Comics. Um, he's a expert martial artist shredder i mean that's all i had to say huh yeah so mirage <laughs> comics now owned by idw okay there you go mirage comics and you go martial artist shredder shredder dance dance, <laughs> dance <off. laughs> me and you let's go Steven. so why shredder yeah so i decided with shredder because he's an incredible fighter he's a ninja i mean he's almost like he's he's gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with batman so you know he's like a very skilled individual as it is uh so he's also like a very intelligent he has like all kinds of people that he's able to control and have fight for him um but he's able to he's always been able to get in and out of situations like rarely has he ever been like uh cornered he, he he's always been able to find strategies to find his way out and ultimately win his battles for the most part until you involve the turtles okay. nope. yeah so darn tortoises before yeah. we go into our honorable mentions for each of us, Willie, did you have any extra members? I didn't have any extra members. I couldn't think of any more that I really wanted to pick for this, aside from one, but I decided that uh, I didn't really want him on the list because if, well, I didn't really have any other reason just for like with how many people I had and with how many stro power struggles I was going to have. 
I figured this was already good. I didn't need any more like chaos amongst the group. That's fair. What was yeah. that? It's fair. And what's your and team my name, the team name I decided to go with was the World Changers. I was gonna say powerhouse or power powerhouse. Power <laughs> struggle. Power struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they all kind of wanna we are like I figured world. these are all people that wanted <laughs> to change the world so it was more beneficial to them. So if you were able to get them all in a team and find a way for them to actually cooperate to change the world the way they wanted it to, like it's a pretty formidable team. I agree with that. I it? agree with that. So Darren, when we go to your honorable mentions, who did you almost put on your team and then decided, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, so as far as like my honorable mentions, like there's, I, I obviously was going to go with like people who had stupid, stupid amount of power for no reason. Like <laughs> when I started my list, I was looking for all Galactus level type people. <laughs> Cause I was like, let's just destroy everything. Why not? Clean slate. <laughs> and then, and then, um, you know, I was just like, you know who the real villain is? Joe Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Grant Morrison can make appearance in comics, you know, he was on a Suicide Squad team. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know? say that, but, you know, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have Valiant. So, yeah, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there was a, there's one character called Willie Pete that yeah. um, Sierra told me about um, from Empowered. Yeah. Uh, due to the nature of this book and what his abilities are, I would suggest you, uh, if you are 18 or over, look him up on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your discretion is advised. <laughs> your discretion. I am not telling you to look for this person if you are under the age of 18. Don't say that the guy on the podcast said, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Brandon's and Willie's guests told us we can, so we just went ahead and did it. <laughs> Dude, I, didn't, I didn't say that at all. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, and I was thinking also Akuma from uh, Street Fighter. Okay. Okay. So I'm about to give you guys off a list. Okay. I'm gonna pull. Oh, before you do that, let me do my honorable mention because that's not gonna take as long. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna give a list. Not not a list list, but you 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 know. Okay, what. yeah, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I go. I'll let you do your first. Oh my! Well, my only honorable mention was uh, Thanos. I was gonna have him as my strength <laughs> character, but then no. because he he kind of fit into my whole like wanting to change the world for the better of him and everybody else. But like I was gonna have him as my strength, but ultimately I decided, you know. He's not exactly what I want for the team because everybody else, they want to change the world for the better of like themselves and their people. Yeah. But I figured like after, like with my team, after everybody got what they want, they would all go their separate ways. Thanos, his ultimate goal was kind of just like 
destroy everyone and make it so everyone is going to be like is going to get what they want and i figured well he doesn't really like he's not going to work because he wants like if he if it weren't for killing everyone he would be a good guy but i think that's where the comics and the movies are so obscured from each other because the movie's like that the comic he's so interested in mistress death he does not care he will kill people it doesn't matter if he gets what he yeah. wants to be with Mr. Steph, that's all he cares about. He's he went he was like the teenager that went that went through a epic goth phase and never got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. There, yeah. So let's go to mine. Okay. Some of you guys are gonna know, some you're not. First one I was gonna do, and I only reason I did it is because I would have to put I can't put one without the other. This was originally gonna be my monster and animal creatures. And it's going to be Rocksteady and Bebop. Okay. I originally was going to do that, but I felt like I couldn't do that because that's somewhat cheating. Because it's like, I can't have Rocksteady without Bebop. And I can't have Bebop without Rocksteady. And I really wanted Cairo on my team, so I was kind of like... Kind well, of you stuck. could have done what I did on my last team. But yeah, you had Rick and then you had Morty, but if I had two IDW... Yeah. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh they come as a package. Yeah, but the only thing with mine was that I wanted Karai too, and Karai was IDW as well, so I couldn't have that without yeah. putting the other. Nordic. So Nordic is a Viking spawn that Malboja actually took a really good liking to, and he's the only one that really did the deeds that Malboja won. Hmm. Without no questions, without no harassing, he just did it. I didn't go with him because he's too obscured and two, there's not a lot of information on him other than pretty much he has the same powers as Spawn. But I just went, nah. We don't need him. Brindle from Dark Horse. Hunter Rose. Pretty much a millionaire that just loves to kill people for fun and the mask you find out is like, the suit is like a demon itself. Like it's the one like brainwashing him to believe this. Um... Cygor was the other animal I was looking at for image. So Gorilla, pretty much it was one of Al Simmons' friends, um, Jason Weir, if I'm not mistaken. I'm still getting into Spawn a little bit more. Um, takes his brain, puts it into a cyborg gorilla, and pretty much that's what he is. So now he's a villain. Um, Black Noir from The Boys. Um, Dynamite Entertainment. Okay. Uh, I almost chose him. Octopus from the Spirit Comics. I'll rephrase the comics. I I don't mind Samuel Jackson's portrayal, but I'd rather go with the comic version. And Rita Repulsa. That's who okay. I put on my list. But I just felt like I wanted Rocksteady and Bebop so bad. I thought, oh, they're good henchmen. I'll go in there and just do whatever. But then, and they're part of the Foot Clan, so I was kind of like, ah. But I can't have one without the other, and that's why I was kind of like, and I like I said again, I want a Cairo on my team. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Unfortunately, sorry. If I had to choose one over the other, it'd be Rocksteady, but over Bebop. I like Rocksteady more, but but yeah, 
that is our team. Um, we're going to try to make this kind of a yearly thing to see if our characters do change from this team. Um, once we get more into comics, things like that. Darren? New characters come out every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Darren, thank you for joining us. Tell us, tell the people where they can um, find you at. You can find me on Instagram at the uh, .soto, uh, Facebook at the underscore Soto, and on orangetstudios.com. And you can find Comic Talkers at Comic Talkers on Instagram, at Comic Talkers on Instagram. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Um, and without further ado, thank you for joining us. My name is Brandon. And I am inevitable. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for joining us.